Warning. The following podcast features terrible jokes, usually about board games. Like those jokes your dad tells that make you groan. Yeah, those kind of jokes. Accordingly, Boards and Swords and the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate any joke performed on this podcast. Watch very closely now. Three, two, one. Bzow! Check that out. We want the funk. <laughs> Gotta have that funk. Is it okay? If, so if it's okay if like when the bread touches the fries. Do I really want to just stand still and cast a lightning bolt? No, I want to avoid you and shove a lightning bolt across. I just crap my alien <laughs> pants. Crap. By the way, I, I, I just want to let you guys know. Uh-huh. You hate um, all of us and, and we're fired. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've released poison into the AC system. <laughs> you all have about five minutes left to live. So much news. Like all Nothing this stuff to talk about. No, there's been some stuff, but it was all boring. You didn't go with C. Well, you need to go with C. And our friends, we, we combined. You've told that story. We combined. Have I told it on the podcast? I'm yeah, pretty sure you have. Well, I'm telling it again. Because I just realized as I was reading this that this game's already been done. They even made a show about it. It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and go watch it. This is Boards and Swords. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we have bad jokes, good folks, and some talk about tabletop games. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Chris Renshaw. And here in studio, we got we got a grand crew of people. We've got a full house here, people. Yeah. We've got <laughs> such as I'm gonna throw it over to my partner at crime, who's uh, just a little bit older this year. Now. Just a little bit older. What's going on, everybody? My name's Philip. Uh, love me or hate me, I'm here in studio. Yeah, uh, wow. we love you. Yeah, that's right. I... See, because the good book saith, "You must love thy neighbor." <laughs> it does not saith, "You must like thy neighbor." <laughs> I love you so much that I like shot you that's right <laughs> i don't know i actually i don't think i did that much shooting but <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about we'll that. talk about that for our patrons there we that's go that's right we'll talk about that for them. but also we have our friends Corey and jimmy here as well right. hello hello because happy birthday phil happy birthday phil oh i'm an old man because we're, we're gonna talk about root or not root oath later on oath. um which we would show off here but somebody forgot to bring it there's not room where would we put it it could could have been behind you uh let's just uh let's let's get to let's get to some news News. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i like that who was that jimmy was that that you that was jimmy yeah i was anticipating that's good we need to to make a jimmy news as well what was the homestar did homestar runner have news a tunes it's probably what you're thinking tunes yeah okay (laughs) Download games. <laughs> games. <laughs> it might have had news. It might have. Oh well. That's like we'll I feel like know. you know everyone's trying to define like what age is a millennial. I yeah. feel like you just Homestar Runner. Yeah. Did you Maybe go to for... E-Bombs World? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you go to E-Bombs? E-Bombs World. Um, Do you know uh, 55? <laughs> no, oh, Newgrounds Flash Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> getting anyway. in, getting into support some, some some games here. Uh, so if and by if I mean uh, when a baseball player takes steroids, is that considered batter tech? <sighs> Do all baseball could... players bat? Do they all have to bat? I think so. I think so. Like some yeah, of them you don't only just bat, right? you have to like rotate through the whole roster. Yeah. You do. You do rotate. Everyone ha- Everyone bats. And then there are some people who only bat. Yeah. yeah. Designated. Yeah, like your your pinch hitters. your pitch hitters yeah. and 
All right, he, but he uh, could have made a he could have made like a baking joke too. Just just saying. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, batter, batter, batter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never oh, mind. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Battle, battle tech. Battle. <laughs> so Kettos Game Labs and the Army Painter are, have unveiled a battle tech painter or battle tech paint starter. Oh. Uh, it's an introductory paint kit. You can see here uh, it is going to release in quarter two, so sometime after March. Uh, it comes with a selection of the Army Painter Speed Paints, which is basically, uh, if you're familiar with the contrast paints that that Games Workshop does, it's a little bit thinner that you can, which is great because BattleTech is the kind of uh, is the kind of thing that you could just like spray it white and just do the 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 the, the speed paints or the contrast. Or That's what I did for mine. I saw someone do it with like a do contrast, but in a camo type pattern. And oh, yeah. it looked great on some BattleTech minis. Does that uh, just mean that when it hits into the like? Yeah, it's 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 more more liquidy, so it flows into the recesses more, so you get that kind of like in depth. Depth. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a cheat, you know. Like it, it, people that have painted for a while won't use them. They'll, they'll, they have other techniques that do that, mm -hmm. but when you're starting out, it's like the cheat code to. Hey, I can get my models to look good without as much uh, skill as. <laughs> Give me cash and is gas. there what's the pros and cons? Well, the pros obviously that it makes it easy to. The con is is that paint. it everyone can tell that you use contrast oh. paints. <laughs> wow! And so, well, because it, it's it, like it makes it look good, but if you know what you're looking for. It's one of those like, oh yeah, that was oh, totally. Con if you're mad because someone used a no, tool no, 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 no. It, it's it's not that it's not that people look down. It's just Good. a like people would look down if you were using it in like a competition, like a painting, like a painting competition. Like a painting competition. Mm, okay. But like no one's gonna like look down on you if you if you had a put an army on the table. Still that mad was about it. It's just another tool. Use your tools. <laughs> this is true. Well, it's yeah. a shortcut. That's what it is. Do you, uh, painting? Oh, first of all, do painting competitions exist for? Me? Yes. Okay. Cool. And do they regulate what paints you can use? No. Well, then what's the problem? Well, I mean, the problem isn't. <laughs> you're a, you're not a true painter, sir. You I'm sorry. That's, you're that's not the... uh, this purely aesthetic platform. I'm <laughs> I'm talking shit, and I know nothing about this world. <laughs> it just feels like it's an aesthetic competition. Just let yeah. people use the paints they want to use. Right. Yeah. Here's but, another question, Chris. <laughs> what I that, I'd like to change. I the see subject. that I see that mechs are spelled apostrophe mechs. Yeah. What? Why? Because it's short for battle mech. Oh, okay. Okay. It's slang. Okay. Question answered. Thank yeah. you. So uh, this is going to come with uh, a brush-on primer, uh, five speed paints, a metallic paint, three standard paints that that are like your regular kind of paint, and a starter brush for forty-four ninety-nine. Okay. I saw that and I was like, that seems like a lot. And then I counted up the paints and you're talking about a primer, five paints, that's six. Uh, a metallic ten paint. Ten paints total. Ten yeah. paints total. Four fifty a paint. And a brush. Yeah. That's that that's actually not that bad. Okay. Considering like GW paints now like eight dollars a bottle for Sheesh. like a little <laughs> now are a little these... goes a long way though. Yeah. Right. Are these paints airbrush compatible? I mean any paint is airbrush compatible. Wow. <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta thin them out usually okay very nice that's like that's like one of the, the, the that's one of the uh the lessons i learned quickly is like they make airbrush paints you don't need them but they're usually crap because you still have to lo like games workshop has an airbrush line like a air line mm. you still have to thin them out like they're not oh, wow. they're, they're they're still thick in in and of themselves it's like if i gotta thin it out why That's am I buying point. your air paint when I could just use the regular paint right. and thin still out. thin it out? 
So, Chris, I see that these are standard colors. What would you use pink for? Is there like someone in Battletech that like specifically you would need a pink color for? So this is the colors fit into a color scheme for house mechs, but paints can also accommodate. And they say house mechs again. I'm assuming they mean clan mechs. Um, I want to say someone's one of the the main houses in 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 Battletech because it's also very like knights sort of thing where there's like kings and stuff on heraldry I, and whatnot yeah i feel like i feel like one of them is pink oh, i don't that. remember off the i'll have to look that up for later it just seems like a very bubblegum color amongst all of these like ochres and like dark greens maybe it's maybe it's to fake it out because you know you get these you get these giant atlas class mechs that are painted pink and you're like what the hell is going on and then you just get absolutely obliterated <laughs> Yeah. Love it. You get obliterated by the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> so are you going to be buying this, or do you have enough paint? I have enough paint. Yeah. <laughs> also, Army Painter is a great paint to start with until you use other paints. Okay. Okay. All right. I have plenty of Army Painter paint. I have not used them in years. <laughs> I like the the color. I liked the colors of like the GW stuff, but then that's expensive, and I've now been switching to Vallejo because those are really nice and everybody likes them online, but I hadn't been using them because you can't get them at the store. Mm. And I like being able to just like, if I'm painting, walk over and grab the paint. But now they started selling the D and D prismatic series, Ooh. which is, it's just a, because like whiz kids has been publishing their like D and D minis and now they have a paint line and they decided to contract out with Vallejo. Um, so it's just Vallejo paint with a D and D wrapper on it. Okay. But they have a rack of it now at the store, so I can <laughs> I can buy Vallejo paint at the store. Uh, by the way, Rust of Beetle GW does make an airbrush line. It's called the Air Paints. All you get, like, there's a lead belcher air color. And <laughs> so, mm, go suck on that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what GW does or doesn't make. Who do you think you're talking to here? Uh, Vallejo, he says Vallejo is pretty awesome. I love the Monument Hobbies Pro Acryl paints. I have not tried those. But also, I know a lot of people like there's a, there's a scale scale seventy seven or something like that. I don't I don't, I don't know the name. I, it's another one oh, that's yeah. not available by store, so I haven't tried it. <laughs> hmm. All right. Uh, next up, uh, there's a good chance that you're roped into this game. Uh. Scythe is getting Whoa. a sequel. A the sequel. bear. They have the bear. Bear backpack. The Scythe Maker announces exploration focused board game sequel uh, with meteorites, corruption, and more, more bears. bears. More bears. They knew what we liked. Yeah. Hundred percent more ready for more Siberian adventure. Fantastic. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't write this article. Uh, a sequel to the popular game Scythe will arrive by mid 2023 and is already accepting pre-orders. This was announced wow. last. Uh, beginning of the month, so February 1st. Scale 75, thank you. So uh, are they going to make... So it's still a competitive game, sounds like? Yes. Okay. Uh, it'll be the second board game created by Stonemaier Games set in the 1920-plus world of mech-dominated Siberia and Eastern Europe. Players will compete to explore the frozen tundra in search of meteorite fragments and the powers they bestow. There was more... Hold on, I'm trying to figure out. There was more later on down here. Uh, one of five players will compete against one another, playing cards to harness two resources, power and guile. Oh. By playing different cards, these uh, also reportedly bestow workers with unique abilities. Uh, a teaser trailer showed off character cards for Anna and her bear companion, mm -hmm. Wojtek. W-O-J-T-E-K? Uh, okay. I think the W is more of a V sound. Vo Votek. Votek. Votek? Yeah. 
Uh, five massive mechs represented by miniatures on the board will travel to different locations to gain more cards by solving quests, discovering meteorites, and collecting items. Those mechs can be enhanced through sessions that can last between 60 and 90 minutes. Okay. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty reasonable. Pretty yeah, it should evoke a... It's called Expeditions. It should evoke a similar feeling to Scythe beside, despite the suite of wholly new mechanics. So right. you can go ahead and pre-order this now. Um, very good chance this will probably uh, sell out pretty quickly. Yeah. Is uh, Jakob Yes. Yep. Is he doing yep. the art again? That guy. Yep. Yeah, good uh, for him. Jakob yep. I got. I bought a couple of his prints. They're in our game room. Pretty With cool. Phil's big yeah. uh, dude holding up yeah. the didn't 20 you, that's on didn't fire. Didn't you back the, board, or the video game that they made? in that universe i know you sent it to me yeah, and you're like, like an hey it's... Game. yeah i might have just sent it to you i don't okay i thought you had gotten it i find scythe so hard to play on a computer because you can't like i see the whole board. can't pay attention to what everyone else is doing on the that's computer. very true yeah i have the app and i just honestly just scythe in general i haven't played in forever because yeah. it's yeah. it's in that intimidating factor of yeah we're one... gonna have to do this and it's like a huge box you oh know? yeah it's a big box game there's so much going on yeah and, and I, it's just a big thing to set up. Of course, I'm saying this considering I spend most of my time playing Warhammer, Warhammer. which yeah. takes forever to set up. <laughs> and that you had to buy the box. Didn't even come, you, know, you had to buy an extra box. Yeah. All right. It didn't even come with a box. Uh, this next website game found a bunch of money last year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Got it. So the Kickstarter competitor game found made $28 million last year. Sweet bet. Increased its overall revenue by 45% uh, over 2021, I'm assuming. So. so what sets them apart from Kickstarter? They're purely board game, or they're purely gaming related, so they're and they're just not Kickstarter. Okay. <laughs> do they do like a similar amount of fees? Uh, I think so. Uh, they also do a lot of uh, back-end stuff that like, you know, normally companies have to do to like backer kit to, yeah. to like fulfill. Mm. They, cool. They don't have to for this. Uh, there's also a lot of... Um, you don't have to you don't if you miss the Kickstarter if you miss the the campaign, you don't you're not out of luck. The, you can late pledge. Oh, that's and nice. they, they have like fate it's basically they have like phases, right? They have like the campaign and then they have like late pledge and then like pre order, you know, when it's about to ship. Yeah, right. And you just pay a premium because you're we're late. I think the price the prices the probably go up or because yeah. it's usually like the retail is higher. You'll pay like yeah. retail versus like the backer price. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't one of these companies start out as a back end company and then they were like, well, backer kit made a crowdfunding. They did. Okay. Yeah. And GameFound might have started I was off that way. I believe. I think you're right. Because there's a couple of board games. It's like, yeah, and now we're going to go to GameFound for our fulfillment. And I was like, I think so. Well, it started. That? I think GameFound started off as the people that do uh awaken realms it was their fulfillment system and then they started it to be then they made it so like oh we're just gonna do all of our campaigns on here and then it was like well we're gonna have other campaigns on here now and it just kind of built up from there yeah they started operating like backer kit but quickly turned into another kickstarter um yeah so they admit. So despite the success, uh, they've admitted that the total revenue ended up falling short of the company's target goal of sixty-seven point five million. What did they say that they, twenty-eight, 28. million? Yes, that's a, that's quite a ways off. That's a, that's a, you know, a little more. So six. So twenty-five percent of the revenue by Kickstops or Kickstarter's tabletop gaming campaigns. That's what they were targeting. 
was at 67.5. Um, so so their goal for 2023 is 50 million this year. Good luck. But a lot of the 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 the, less, the rest of this article just talks about how a lot of campaigns underperformed last year, which is funny because you see like Elden Ring, the board game on here, but that thing still earned millions of dollars. Yeah, it's just, I guess, not as much as they predicted it would. I want to read up on why they're different from Kickstarter. Like, I'm glad that we have competition. I just want to Yeah, why the big push to them came when Kickstarter doing that whole, we're going to do NFTs. And Wild. yeah, uh, when they started that kind of, it was, I think it was around this time last year was when and then everybody started being like ah oh, let's find another <laughs> let's find other sites to to do yeah um but that's i think that's the biggest things is hey we're not kickstarter hey we're solely focused on board games and hey we've got that back end stuff that helps publishers yep yep what percent of Kickstarter do you think is board games? Because I feel like that's a huge section. It is a huge part. And I had that number at one point, yeah. but I don't know what it is right now. Like, but I, I wanted to say of, like, it was... Little tech gadgets. And, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There, stuff, was, but... there was some... It was one of the things I when I was looking into getting a Switch, there was a thing on Kickstarter of a whole, like... Yes. You sent me it. pack. It was like it, it uh, Gundamified. It was, it, was, your... it was a Gundam themed, <laughs> but it had, oh. like battery pack and bluetooth adapter for headphones and you're describing mad cats spread out your yes uh, it was yeah, it was a yeah. mad cats type thing <laughs> that's did you get a little light up screen that yeah. popped over top no because the switch lights up on it its, own. its own okay <laughs> but there is something called the game boy light yeah that still ha- it was like japanese only it still had the uh grayscale but um they had a backlight remember the like old old casio watches where it had that green backlight coming through it had that thing you could turn on that's cool so did you get this gundam thing no because i don't have switch you didn't get switch (laughs) but i was look i was like that was my whole thing i was like if i get a switch and then i get that because and the thing there's like the regular switch and the oled switch and then they had different models for the accessory kit and i was just like and then he bought an airsoft gun. Instead. Oh, LED. The but then there was stuff. It's like, you know, oh, or I could like take a trip to Vegas or <laughs> go on vacation or I can, yeah, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's- also, Rosabito, I know their mics are quieter, but that's, that's, oh, I don't want to say by, des- I don't want to say oh. by design. It's just the, 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 the fact of the matter at this point, gotcha. uh, s- some of my, some of my cables need to be replaced. And I was only able to, <laughs> in the time frame, this. replace just Philip and my mics. Fair. Side note, though, OLED. That's when the darks are darker, right? What is? I think. I so. think so. Yeah, there's, everything's just a little sharper. You just gotta take the mic off and just hold it. Hello. <laughs> Clip it to Fine. your nose. I, I mean, I fully could. No, that's dangerous. It's dangerous. No one wants to talk into my All right. mic. Be like a weird CPAP machine. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hasbro's next D&D adventure is about finding a way to commit robbery and make off with a bunch of money. Also, there's a new book coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Keys from the Golden Vault. That's the next book from, from okay. D&D. So, if you're still playing D&D at this point... Uh, Wizard of the Coast released details on D&D Keys from the Golden Vault, which is a heist adventure book Okay. for release later this month, February 21st. Uh, it contained three... So it's not it's not an adventure, like a solid campaign. This is going to have... It's one of their... Uh, what do they call it? Anthology type books. Oh, it's like a uh, combined things. 
Um, 13 heist theme adventures designed for characters 1 through 11. They can be run as a one-shot, run consecutively as part of a campaign, or you can like pick and pull them into your own. Uh, I generally like these like books. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've done this is probably like the third or fourth one they've done, and they're yeah. all really they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Because who has time for a campaign these days? Yeah. Nah. No, we're too busy. <laughs> well, it's also great because it's a, um, it's usually like they're usually these are usually like hella themed, and so that they're they're like individually they're great. Like if you ran them all together, it'd get kind of old and boring. But like individually. They're really good. Like the the candle the candlewood adventures, I think is what's called. Candlekeep. Candlekeep. Thank you. Mm. Um, that one was all great. Where it was all about like the party finds a book in this library, and then like they get sucked into the book, or something happens, right. or right. or or it was all surrounding like the concept of this. There's something up with this book type thing. That we was kind of the props. Yeah. <laughs> no more reading. It's bad for you. Burn the books. Oh wait. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> So, and then there was the Tales from the Radiant Citadel, which they farmed out to a lot of like creators in the D and D space to get a bunch of newer uh, voices in, and it was it all revolved around this uh, this this new place that they made called the Radiant Citadel. Um, I liked that. The only problem was is they made they, they spent like one chapter introducing this citadel, and then none of the adventures took place in it. It was all oh. just kind of like the starting point. Lol. And so I was like, I kind of want to. I want more stuff in that that cool place you described. Well, that's what you got to write, Chris. Yeah. There you go. Sure. Okay. In all cool. my time. Yeah. There's a there's a post that floats around. It says, D and D heists will always end up as either uh, 007, Pink Panther, or Benny Hill. Yes, <laughs> and, or all of the above. Or you, and you never know which one it's going to happen. And there was, it's like, first of all, it's always going to end up as Benny Hill. That's what I say. It's, it's, it's going to be like all of the above. Uh, so this is the, the big theme concept here is it's going to be the Golden Vault, uh, a secretive organization that hires the PCs as operatives to perform heists. Uh, the adventures in this book emphasize player choices as these heist has multiple routes ending up in a successful one, which I like. So it's not a railroad. Uh, also includes a map for DMs and map for players to help plan the heist. It'll come in two versions like usually does in retail for forty nine ninety five. Nice. So. I'm excited to see if they change the mechanics for heists. I feel like a lot of other games have very successfully made. I think that you'd need to. I mean, like Honey Heist, way funnier and way more fun <laughs> to do narratively, I think, yeah. than D&D. &D. Right. Because, like, how many investigation checks can you fail before you just can't proceed? Yeah, right. And yeah. that's annoying. I think with D&D &D being inherently set up for combat, it's sort of... I mean, I know they, they have social role stuff, but I feel like other games can be more rewarding for social and, like, deception type... Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. I'm just anyway. gonna make a barbarian and punch the door. Yep. Right. Um, and this is my this is my shocked face. <laughs> um. So for our last story, guys, you know what would suck so much? Uh, <laughs> if you were the number one RPG in the industry and you screwed up so immensely that your competition ran out of stock. So, uh, viewers watching the stream will notice that the uh, the the article that I'm about to pull up here is actually different than your than your than your link at home because literally oh, wow. as I was eating dinner um I had an article the article that was going to be here was talking about how Paizo ran out of 8 months worth of stock wow. in 2 weeks thanks to this OGL Dang. concept but as I was eating dinner I found this article which says that the OGL controversy turbocharged every, just about every other RPG wow. besides D&D &D. <laughs> 
And I thought this was far more funnier to talk about on the show here. Wow. Uh, so get out of here. So it's been synom- D&D has been synonymous with role-playing games, but brand awareness has traditionally helped it used to the lion's share of sales, leaving smaller publishers and independent creators to fight over crumbs. As one person tells down here, I'm sure you've heard the joke several times, Magpie Games co-founder and CEO said to, wrote to Polygon an email. Us indie designers have spent the last 20 years trying to get D&D fans to try something, desert, di- try something different. Desert. And Wizards of the Coast gets it done in a month. <laughs> So, uh, Cobalt Press says that its sales quadrupled in January. Oh, wow. Goodman Games, which I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like Goodman Games is the people that do... Hold on. Are they the ones that do... No uh, idea. Let's see. Yes. Uh, uh, Dragon... Um, what? Uh, Dungeon Crawl Chronicles. Okay. Or Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's it. Uh, it's It's got that very old school looking uh, oh, okay. uh, things. It's like the big thick book, too. Yeah. If I... Yeah, and I, I, I bet Magpie is yeah. doing pretty good now, right? Now. I was trying to find a late. But yeah, Goodman Games said had its best month of sales since 2003. Wild. Jeez. 20 years. That's 20 years. 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, so that now you might you might recognize it now. The the Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's the... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like Love, Love Mutants, Mutants of, of Castle, Castle Heartache. Heartache. Gotta say <laughs> no. Gotta say no. Ooh, I just realized... That, that tongue's going straight for a nipple. <laughs> oh man, I will promise you this. How uh, much is that PDF? I don't want that promise. That's I don't a, want it. Seven dollars for that PDF? Uh, uh yeah, you can get the print and PDF for ten bucks. Oh hey. Uh I will promise this Phil, right that dude now. Looks kinda like you. <laughs> I, will, I will promise this right now. If someone gets our Patreon back up to fifty bucks by the end of this month. We're running it. No, we're I running don't like it. it. It doesn't yeah. have to be. It'll be at least me and Philip. I'll um, drag someone. I was someone... gonna say Philip will be the guy, and you get to dress up like that green lady, <laughs> and then I'll get my camera and we'll. I will that drag. Shoot. I will drag other victims in here, and we oh. will play that. You could pay me fifty bucks on it. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'll do it for two slices of pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh yeah, so that that's where I was talking about. They so the basis of this this joke to begin with was that Paizo published an uh, an article saying that they had, they had a eight month supply of books that they had they had in their store. They sold out of them in like two weeks. Eight Good months job, worth Paizo. of stock. Good I remember I, I was at our local game store and someone was asking about Pathfinder books and I just giggled as I heard them talk <laughs> about like yeah we're sold out and uh, we can't get any more for a while. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I will say that I have been intrigued by right. potentially playing some Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Yeah. Didn't we start a Starfinder game with We you? did. We yeah. did start a Starfinder game, and then it just kind of fell off because we all ended up just talking the whole time. Yeah. No. That was the, like, uh, in the in the, in the the midst of uh, COVID quarantine. It was yeah. like, we just want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well. So. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of which, if you do want to be interested in Pathfinder, there is a humble bundle going on right now that you can get a lot of Pathfinder Second Edition PDFs. I didn't put that in here. How dare you? Yeah. Oh man, I feel like I got I got <laughs> Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's great. Yeah. Gonna... So Dungeon Crawl Classics is the game where you start off as a level zero, where you make like four characters, and whoever survives is the character you play. Okay, gotcha. Fair. They call it the funnel. The okay. funnel. Yeah. So, do you, can you can you treat it like a 
Darkness Rising, where he had like a ream of characters, <laughs> just like the eighth, the twelfth, the twenty ninth, the thirty fifth. But it's it, it, it's also not very hard because it's only like you're you basically only have like base stats because you're not even an adventurer yet. Okay, wow, gotcha. Yeah, I don't like. Russell would say I don't like the site redesign. Yeah, yeah. we're at like we were at like twenty five dollars, so we need we need to double. Um, on news and Patreon, did you guys hear about uh, the people from Dimension Twenty? Yes, Abria Lou. Yes, Erica. worlds beyond number. Yeah, we that was going to be one of the news articles because, like, sometimes I just list a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. then I kind of prioritize what do I want to talk about. But that was one of the articles I had originally put in there. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. It's going to be so good. It already its Patreon has gone astronomical, and they don't even have an episode out yet. Yeah, no, I think that they promised like their world building and their session zero, and that's all that's coming. So, so it, it's it's Brandon Lee Mulligan from from Dimension Twenty, yep. Lou Wilson, Lou Wilson also from Dimension, Dimension Twenty, Abria Iyengar also of from multiple things, yeah, and Erica Ishii of multiple things gotcha yeah. very exciting so it's their it's it's a um it's their own independent thing right like mm-hmm. it's 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 a completely new it's not a yeah, part of anything else out. it's not yeah. yeah they wanted something that was creator owned so yes yeah. uh and they had a name for their first campaign i did like i said i didn't put it yeah we didn't uh well jimmy has patreon and so i was waiting for him to get home so i could be like hi i'm putting my i'm buying things on your patreon uh and then you don't have his login i'm sure i do but you know before you spend other people's money you should probably be uh, at least tell them that you're doing it speaking of spending other people's money this sounds like a great time to talk about manscapes hey (laughs) as philip pulls up his script It, it it moved why are there like Five extra rows in between. There's there's two. Huh? There's two. No, there's not. There's two. I can see it. Do you want me to read for Philip? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Support for Boards and Swords is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Recently, they launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TEAMSWORDS at manscaped.com. Team Swords. <laughs> Look, I... Taint gonna mix words, mince words here. <laughs> Trimming that undercarriage is weird. There's no getting around that. You're not. You're trying not to get too close. You got the doors closed. You're hoping no one knocks on the door and asks you what you're doing in there. Uh, just like my joke telling here, I embraced the cringe and tried out Manscaped, and I am really <laughs> impressed. Uh, inside their performance package, you can find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. I tried that the other day. That was that was interesting. Did it make your eyes water? No. I, I did the I did the nose part. It's just weird feeling like or, or hearing the cutting inside your nose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's also smooth, so like it's not like it's it's sharp. But, yeah. So uh and then you got the the like I said, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, a ball deodorant, and uh the crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies uh the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology the lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000k led spotlight 
for for when you need a more precise shave tire and so the biggest thing i've i've been impressed by is is something i've been coming to terms with when i go on conventions and and you're doing the the, the long walks back and forth chafing, chafing. oh my mm. god no so uh, are you tired of chafing walking back and forth from the Gen Con dealer hall in your hotel <laughs> and, the, and the dead heat of summer? Uh, try the Crop Preserver Below the Waist Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner. It will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Ooh. And now, now, your, your second... Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, okay, another yeah. thing here. Okay. Yeah. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TEAMSWORDS at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Gotta say, Team Swords is a team hilarious. Is uh, um, did you guys come up with Team Swords? I did. Yes. Very Perfect. funny. Why? Perfect. Oh, why? Why? Whoops. Why? No, like why is it? Oh. <laughs> okay. Why is it funny? Yes. I can. Do you want me to explain it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I see the five. I see the five lines. Yeah. Now. See, I was it like, was why on there's the so end. many lines? Don't open the door, mom. I'm spotlighting my undercarriage. <laughs> 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 well, that's that. That's that TikTok sound always floating around. Jimmy, what are you doing in there? Uh, drugs. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the ball deodorant is that what they said is good for chafing? What what yes. was good for chafing? Yeah. Yes, the so crop it, preserver. Yeah, the crop preserver. That's a great that name. That could be good. I mean, I've always just used powder. You ever yes. use baby powder? Yes. That's what chafing? I started with. Now, see, sometimes you can use too much powder, and then when you like my case, <laughs> you sit down, and a cloud of powder comes up. <laughs> That we, has happened to me before. Uh, we went. All to, of a sudden, you're smuggling cocaine. Right? Yeah. What's going yeah. on, everybody? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We went to Disney with friends, and uh, for some reason, we were all in the same guys' bathroom, like six of us. Mm-hmm. Three of us were not guys, uh, but mm-hmm. all got, the guys were just handing baby powder underneath of the stalls, and uh, yep. just clouds of <laughs> baby powder everywhere. Anyway, but yeah, support. Uh, they they reached out to us, and we're we're very grateful. So people go uh help support them support us that'd be great if your pronouns are she her you can still use it yeah it's only just the company is called manscape that's right you don't need balls to use ball what is it deodorant crop Crop preserver crop preserver everyone needs crops (laughs) it's winter i did It was too much. There was a GIF that I could that they had for like their video, the the in all the material to throw up there. That was just a GIF that just was like God Bush. <laughs> I was just like, that's a stretch too far. because <laughs> no, because I'm just I'm just sitting here now just because uh, I'm on TikTok way too much. This is an old old sound, but the 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 woman is uh, talking to her man. It's like, no, no, I haven't like groomed or anything. It's like weird. Tramping through the bush. Oh, no. no. Oh, man. We've reached the pre-G13 <laughs> portion of the broadcast. Anyway, Team Swords for 20% off. Manscaped. If anyone wants lots and lots of uh, messages from Phil, just join TikTok. He needs friends to send things to. Uh, so I have to highlight a couple things before we start talking about Oath, because I've been busy. Uh, I've been very busy in painting, as you will see up Lots here on terrain. the monitor. Yeah. Lots of terrain. Beautiful. So I got the the end of the dark, which is like the spaceship terrain. Uh, and I started painting it. I wanted to paint it like a Navy ship, and it just came out terrible. Um, this is what happens when I try and come up with my own designs with things, <laughs> and it's terrible. So I did what I always do and found something online and just copied it. It was good. Are the skulls decorative, or do yes. they power the spaceship? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they do have floating heads that just like 
do stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've got like mouse droids that are actually floating heads. Yeah. So what I did, what I did here is basically I, I, I primed it black, and then I did what's called a zenithal highlight, which is basically I took an airbrush at an angle, and sprayed kind of like a, a, a steel color onto it to kind of give it this kind of speckled look. It's pretty. And then I took the newer contrast paint. So they they came out with a wave two, uh, but these formulas were less uh, the the. The wave two of contrast was less of a, it was a little bit thicker than it was before. So it wasn't so much of like a wash, but they did really great with like neon. So like Rusty Beetle said, uh, he likes the, the monitor bank. Yeah. This was like, I took the, 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 the green and then the orange here to do the wires and the monitors there. Um, and then there's like a red I used for some of the first, uh, like you can see back there for like, uh, for led type look effects and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's illegal to purchase 40K Terry without 500 skulls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she doesn't have headphones she in. Have headphones. I don't have headphones. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to play with said terrain. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, I tried out the new uh, boarding actions version of uh, 40K, which is like 500 points. So uh, if anybody, it, it, Rusty Beetle might remember this because I know he's older. Uh, Space Hulk. This is basically the the Space Hulk version of 40k, where uh, it's very it's very different. Um, like for instance, in 40k, like if one dude can see your guys, everybody in that group can shoot. But in boarding actions, each individual person has to have their own line of sight, so your own guys can block line of sight to like the enemy. So I, I okay. would do like a little. It was funny with these two guys when I moved them up. I did kind of like a V. Uh, <laughs> so that yeah. everybody so could got, see yeah. mighty yeah. ducks yeah nice this looks like Quack. a scarier version of too cool the like flicky game oh, oh ice cool <laughs> oh, ice, ice cool, cool. Ice cool. Yeah. yeah the grim dark version <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you know and it's a lot more it, it, it was a little bit slower pace because uh it takes like an action to open these doors so like it takes like a turn just to open this and then somebody else can go through but, like, you can't go up, open the door, and go through. So you don't have everybody just, like, rushing across the board. Like, it got to it got to turn two or three before we were ever fighting, whereas in some games of 40K, you could be losing by turn one. Uh, yeah. That's, they can't so. do what Chris's characters in RPGs do and just punch holes in walls. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You got to remember, I failed to do that a Sorry, couple times. Sorry, attempt <laughs> do you, to punch holes so, in walls. Uh, in, so I would say it would probably work more in this type of game can you run turns concurrently to where like you know it's good like the from where all your start you've got the game set up you can mm -hmm. see everything you know it's going to take two turns before either of us can actually engage no because battle. somebody could have special rules that like lets okay. them like go extra farther like in this game it was like that was because of the units we had here but like if these guys had been these guys were equipped with, these were the more melee type space Marines. If these were the regular space Marines that had, had uh, bolt rifles instead of bolt pistols, mm -hmm. they'd be able to shoot from okay. where they're at. Gotcha. It was just the, the, I got the, I brought the ones with the, that gave them better melee. So they only had 12 inches of range instead of 24. But, uh, but the new version of kill team that this is based off. So imagine half the board, mm -hmm. that would be kill team. Um, that is more, uh, um, I like we alternate actions kind of thing. Like I pick a group, you pick a group yeah. kind of how most people do games nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, says, <laughs> or like if they were Tao, yeah, Tao is like shooting Tao would be all the way back here. Just like wiping you off across <laughs> the board. 
Did they have um? What else did they have? Oh damn it! What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with the arrow. Oh yeah, Yondu. Yeah, Yondu. Yeah, just stand in the security room and have your arrow fly over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like I said, I've been doing lots of painting. Uh, I've been painting up the Black Templars because that's gonna be my new favorite army, I think. All right. Um, and I was like, I'm really gonna focus on on their their big dude and try and do some techniques I haven't done before. So, uh. Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually really happy with how this model ended up turning out. So this is uh, High Marshal Hellbricked. Um, is, he, is he the Primarch? N- well, he is the high. He's the Chapter Master. Okay. Um, Does he use a hammer as a flail? It oh, looks yeah, like in his left. Well, hand no, no. There. So it's uh, they, they all their weapons are chained to their arms. Like oh, Kratos. Uh, I wouldn't know. Okay. But yeah, like their, yes. their, their pistols are chained to their hands, and like their swords are chained to their. Uh, to their hands. Wow. Um, so yeah, you can Why? see here. I, it, <laughs> these guys are like they, they are the in in a very in a very fascist regime type thing. Uh, these guys are the zealots. So okay. they are the emperor's ma- wrath made. You know, like these are the ones that say that make sure you if you don't call him the god emperor, then that's heresy and you must be killed. So mm. it's flagellation to just like. I think right. it's. I think it has to do with a always prepared kind of thing. Okay. Like it's. Mm. It's like I. I won't be separated from my sword or my weapon gotcha. kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> Safety first in the grim dark. They could not <laughs> use the manscaping. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I even did some cool things where I. I took uh, bits of sprue, like the the plastic sprues that they come on, and I chopped them up to make these bricks down on the bottom. Oh, oh cool. Oh, those aren't part of the base. No, okay. I made this base. Like you the, did a great job. The, the plastic the, the kind of rocky terrain that's here that was that that's that base or that was okay. the base he comes with i okay. did the ro- i did the uh like the brick looking things on Neat. the bottom does he get any bonus for the two like little helpers uh yes i think he does i think technically these guys can shoot as well oh nice gotcha. oh. yes that's right because like uh he's got like a he's got like a pistol and then there was also like a two-handed gun and i was like how is he firing both and it's like oh because that guy back there is the one shooting in Nice. But yeah, I even did some new things where instead of just painting this guy green, I did like a regular green and then I did I used a contrast color to kind of Ooh. give me the washes. Mm-hmm. And then I did a a dry brush of a lighter green to kind of give the accent on top. So, yeah, I'm very happy with what I did. But see like I like anything flesh colored, that's contrast paint for me. <laughs> it looks good. So, I'm just I'm just visualizing that playing out in like a video game or a cartoon. Oh. Like he, he takes a sword and he clashes and then all of a sudden from like underneath his cape is just ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you guys saw me when I was actually painting this. Uh, so uh, I the, my, I was like, okay, what's my next big project going to be? And I had in the... the um, Magnus the Red from the Thousand Suns, he is the, the demon Primarch. Um, he had been sitting over there staring at me and I was like, yeah, I want to paint because, you know, like he's a really big Lord of War type creature, kind of like these these guys back over here. Um, but I wanted to paint that kind of demon ass. But every time I look at him, I could not think anything else other than Illidan Stormrage. So even well, though he's supposed yeah. to be red... I, I started painting him up like uh, Illidan Stormrage. So cool. I really like the wing color. Yeah, yeah that 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 uh, that was uh, that was some goofing off I did. I, I kind of like accidentally did that. that Good accident. Weird. Are they are they are they cyber wings or wing wings? No, they're supposed to be just uh, demon wings. Okay. Or yeah, they're supposed to be more like feathers. These are feathers. 
but um, Illidan has those kind of like demon wings, which gave me the theme for it. So again, I suck at coming up with colors by myself, but I was referencing a picture of Illidan, which helped me pick the colors out. It looks like Tim Curry's demon from the Legend movie. Sure does. Yeah, and uh, actually, he's gotten. I've, I've the if if afterwards I can show you. I've actually done some more. Like I did um, base coating some of like the the green for his um, tapestry kind of stuff, since that's the way kind of his pants were. Right. And then I did brown for the horns, just as the undercoat, because then I'll do the bone on top of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Does so, he have an eyeball in his hand? Uh, it does look like it. You gonna paint that? I don't know. Maybe. That's one of those when I get to details where I'm like, hmm. Do I care? Yeah, do I care? Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, did I put, Okay, that was the last. Okay, so, Philip, what have you been up to? Uh, not a whole much board game related. And we've got our, uh, well, yeah, everyone in this room, we've got our Star Wars campaign. Oh, that yeah. we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. that's good stuff. Uh, We're all so you want to you want to expand on that? We're uh, so we are doing a uh, in the in the style of Bad Batch type of story. Um, all of us are clones. We're all really good at one thing. Um, although the and that one thing is murder. Although the dice <laughs> are not cooperating. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever? Some nights. Some nights. Some yeah. Some yeah. But like we'll <laughs> we'll succeed on the most stupid things. Yep. <laughs> like everyone roll perception checks. Yeah, we all got triumphs. <laughs> yeah. Or we didn't. Or we did. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. There's no real in between. We're all really good. Or you really succeeded bad. in brute forcing a safe open. I did. That's I did. True. I ripped Literally it out of a wall. It open. <laughs> I shot a door open because we couldn't get it open. Yeah. Well, we that's did just that. classic Star Wars. That yeah. Is. Yeah. Actually, I was I was reading. I was doing a little reading. A lot of the stuff is um, it's a safety feature built in because they're in space. So when the door mechanism gets destroyed, the doors always close. Yeah. Because you know, oh, yeah. it could be that there's vacuum on one side. Yeah. Shh, suck the door. Yeah. So that's a that's a safety feature. Ah. Yeah. It's but not it's, a bug. It's a feature. It's not a bug. It's a feature. Yeah. But it's also one of those things of like, okay, when when we all decide, when, when any of us decides to like become an evil overlord, you're like, okay, yeah, no. Anytime you shoot a door panel, it does the opposite of whatever the door is currently. You're all getting sucked <laughs> yeah. into space. <laughs> if the door's open, it stays open. Yeah, that that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> also, our our elite death troops, um, clear visors, clear visors. That way, there's no like, you know, if we're some sort of sexist overlord and like all of our evil, you know, death troopers are men, and we see Corey's face, I obviously no. <laughs> there's there's you're like. Mm. Maybe you're doing like a pink hair phase or something. I don't know. You're like, mm, <laughs> none of our troopers have pink hair. <laughs> Actually, the one I really liked from the Overlord Handbook, it was uh, anytime there's something with a timer, it's always set to go off at four minutes and 27 seconds instead of a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Well, because usually everything like gets uh, aborted at like the last second. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought 427 was like a, nope. a that's, reference. That's like, oh, it's like, oh, when the heroes finally getting their plan together, they know what they're going to do. It's somewhere at like five minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, fair. Nice. Nope. Nice. It's yeah, kind of, it, it, it's like the uh, uh, Osmandius and Watchmen where he's like, oh, yeah, you just revealed it. your evil plan. Oh, yeah. Well, it went off like. 10 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, like I, I really good. think I would explain it. <laughs> like, yeah. I turned yeah. on the half hour timers 29 minutes ago. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Once we were, uh, so Rusty Bill says once we went through a wall because the door was too reinforced. <laughs> the wall was three feet of stone and was a cakewalk compared to that stupid door. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been there, done that. Yep. 
That was a t- um. Did anyone watch um Burn Notice? No, no. Yeah, remember that? Oh, there was a. He's it, the, <laughs> the show always starts off. My name is Michael Weston, and I used to be a spy. And uh, he talks about like there was this drug dealer underneath the club he was renting an apartment from. And he was like, they always, always, always reinforce their doors. They don't do anything about the two feet on either side of the door. <laughs> but that's always where they try to hide. So he was like, uh, you're right about that. Bam, bam. Still got the guy in the leg. Nice. And then just like broke through the wall. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we only played two sessions of that. Yeah, we only got two but, sessions. But we're, not, still... we're still getting situated. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, but... Well, we have, but we're what we what we had been playing. But then last time we ended up talking too much about about pack stuff. <laughs> is uh, we had played at least y'all had played more than I have. Uh, Oath, yeah. uh, Chronicles of Empire and Exile from yeah. from Leader Games. Mm-hmm. So this is the game that you've heard Corey talk about. Is uh, <laughs> what was uh, Cones of Dunshire? Cones yes. of Dunshire for yes. real. So many rules. That I I just wish they would. Uh, you know how in some games when you read a rule on a card, it'll like describe what you need to do. Yeah, I need that in this game. There's so much re-referencing the the rule book. The, oh. the law of oath or whatever. Mm-hmm. The law of oath. Yeah. So the way this game this game is a um, what's the best way to say it? Yeah, I don't know how to action selection game. game. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's called a Chronicle game because it's designed to, uh, quote unquote, save your progress between game to game, but not in a legacy style sense where the, the game evolves based on changes you make. This is more of the next game is based off of things that happened in this game. So you don't have to play with the same, with the same group of people, but mm-hmm. it's like the reason that we're doing the things we're doing is because somebody made choices at the end of the last game yeah. kind of thing. They essentially yeah. choose your new objective, end basically. Game objective and what places that's, they're going to be. Yeah. In the world. So that's the, there's different um, oaths basically okay. um, one of the, and that, and, and whoever is basically doing that task the most is the oath keeper gets a little oath keeper, little plaque. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we started out with, it was the most places. I think it was. It was like, yeah, it yeah. was like your classic. Whoever owns, yeah, most whoever's the, map. the most. So there's there's three kind of big groups you can see on the board here, and then each group has like, or there's two over on the left side, and then three and three cards there, each doing a different place. Um, and it was whoever owned the most of those cards got to be was the oath keeper. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up winning that game, and I chose. Uh, was it the people's favor? I think it was. I think it was people's favor. Yeah. So whoever had the people's favor the most, which is another whoever's like kind of like the hero, basically. So that was another thing because it was like a resource. I think at that point because you could just yeah. spend resources to to get yeah. the people's favor. You you essentially have to keep giving. You put more and more resources on this car, right? And eventually it becomes unaffordable. Or I think you have the choice to either add a coin or take a coin away yeah. from the card, and there's just sort of a balancing right to do that. Because if if there's not as many resources on the card, it's easier to take away. Right. But if there's more resource resources on the card, it could become less powerful. It's it's more it's harder to keep. Expensive to maintain. And I think it was also if it got to a certain point, it reset. I think it was also. Yeah, you yeah. can like, like if it got flip it if it got to like eight, it like flipped and did something else. Something like that. Yeah. Um. But this game is the very definition of a deluxe board game. 
So they only made one copy of this. Like you can see, they've got, if you're looking on the screen here, and they have the very nice neoprene with the edges knitted yeah. uh, Beautiful player board. Mat. Like that's the player mat. That's that's what you get in the game. Like this is like a $120 game. Okay. Um, you get, the you got, you got are... metal coins in there. Yep. Um, of course you got like the meeples like you do in, in, in uh, the, the, think like root. We're but talking to say people's root. They're adorable. But, but I mean, they're always adorable. Not don't say but they're adorable. Like they're not in any other oh, game. No, gotcha. I mean, like in this game, for hundred twenty dollars, you're yeah. very cute, yeah. custom printed meeples. So, and the way that the game plays is everyone starts out in exile, except for one person is the chancellor. The chancellor. Um, and then there are different things you can do to kind of you can you can be uh, you can persuade the chancellor to like bring you in as a citizen. As a citizen, the chancellor can offer citizenship. And yes. that is but they have to give them a artifact from the imperial reliquary. Yeah, and that is the moment when Corey was like, "This is cones of Dunstrip." This, <laughs> this was like twenty minutes into watching the rule explanation when they brought that rule up, and I was like, "Cones of Dunstrip." And then, like five minutes later, they were like, "When you get to this round, you can roll the victory dice." Victory dice, and I was and like, like, "We've oh, never mentioned a victory this dice. before." <laughs> Why didn't we roll the victory dice before? before. Yeah. And it was like, like in order to win the game, the when when the game that we played. It was funny because like um, I, so I was the chancellor. He was a chancellor. So I got I don't think did did you offer me citizenship? Did I like buy it no. the first time or did I I, I con my way in? I think. Can you I, cast a vote of have... no confidence for your chancellor? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> there may sort have been of. a card that let you choose to become a citizen. So, yeah, so there was I was I knew so I, you, I did you, that the second time. I wasn't sure if it was you, the first you got time. A card called Long Lost Air. That's right. And it made you a citizen. It made me a citizen. Which is great um, because then all your troops become the Empire's troops. Oh. Yeah. So the Empire like doubles, which means he's not attacking you anymore because he's attacking his own guys. Okay, there we go. But it also means that like you, you know, so, you so don't the, have the, the problem is is that when you become a citizen, you have a new victory condition. Oh. The <laughs> the the uh, the Chancellor has to maintain the oath, and then there's like a secondary objective under that such that if any citizen fulfills that they win instead when, oh. the, when the victory they become dies. the successor yeah okay and so uh, i guess a situation arose in which chris was fulfilling the secondary objective um and so you paid him to not be a citizen anymore yeah so, well, so I, I or, wanted, or it I was i was trending him. in that direction is what it was yeah so yeah. i became a, so i made myself a citizen because i was going in that direction yeah. And then when he realized what I was doing, yeah. he basically gives you money and then punch you out the door yeah. <laughs> and makes yeah. you in exile again. Yeah. But, the last, like, so I think that happened. Of... I think I punted you out the door and then you got long lost air making you a citizen again. Yeah. I basically went through the card deck and felt like eventually <laughs> I just kind of kept draw, draw, like digging through areas where I knew a card had been discarded to get it to shuffle back around Okay, <laughs> and then forced myself to become uh forced myself to become in in the 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 citizen again yeah. and then stole his artifact which allows him to to exile people the, the scepter <laughs> the, the scepter you have to hold the scepter yeah. to yeah, kick people gotta, out this is and yeah. these are the, the things of yeah, yeah. Anyway. And and then ended up winning as being the successor because yeah. it was like the most artifacts or something like that. Also, something, something like that. Yeah, it was. It was. Pretty... I forget how you win if you're not 
if you were in exile. I couldn't remember. So oh, there's like victory. You, you, there's cards. If you see there, they have the vision of conquest card. Oh, that's right. You have to get one of those visionary cards and then complete that visionary visionary card and hold it for an entire round that's right because there was or, a, there was a couple of times where like yeah. you were going to win and then we were having to be like okay yeah. what are we going to have to do <laughs> yeah. to like so keep you, you from you can either you can either fulfill a vision or you can fulfill the oath that the chancellor is trying to fulfill you just have to fulfill it better than them On and the maintain that for a round uh and that's when you become the usurper and you right. the usurper <laughs> that's right yeah so but yeah, that was a pretty fun game. I, I like. I think I played as the Chancellor both times I've played it. I did manage to win the second time. Did we play as two-player? Could we do it no, as two-player? No, we, we played with three players. I don't know if you could play two-player. I don't remember. Um, if only there was a website. But I, I did like the... Uh, yeah, I, I do kind of like the pseudo-legacy element of it in that you, you go to play the the next game and you know you, it might be a different group of people, but you're sort of like, oh, these locations on the map are like ruins from the last game yeah one to six players and, okay um, so you could play two. Oh yeah are you sure we didn't play two uh, i just i only remember playing with three two games mm. maybe we did play two i, I think I, we I might have okay either way anyway um so this game bills itself as a game where it's like oh it's like legacy where you don't have to play with the same group of people but you're gonna want to yeah <laughs> free teaching someone how to play this game is a it's not terrible it's yeah. it's not so this game it, it's very intimidating where you lay everything out and especially especially if you watch a video on how to play you're like um what <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if you actually open up the box, you'll still be like, um, what? But they have a deck of cards that you own. It's like, start here. And it's like, okay. it kind of like, okay, now we're going to set up the board. And now we're going to go like one turn at a time, like picking everything. And it's one of those like, don't shuffle this deck. Yeah. Start with yep. it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like you won't use these cards ever again unless you're teaching somebody again, but it walks you through every step of even setting up the board, laying out, choosing who's going to be the exile versus the chancellor at first. Mm -hmm. Um, so it gets you the flow of the game, but it definitely takes a game or so, or uh, it takes a round or like, even after you finished, you then are kind of going through the motions, mm -hmm. but then like, it may take another 30 minutes before you're like, Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing now. Like there was, I was, I, I thought I understood stuff, but it was like, wait, how am I, what am I doing here? Like, how am I progressing towards a victory condition here in some ways yep. before you just be like, Oh, now I know that. I need to go here and do this and spread my people out and do this and that. Grab these cards. I'm I'm just looking at the titles of the pictures and these guys are like comparing dice tray sizes. In the <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't realize it had it up. Okay. Yeah. I'm just my like dice tray is, is my friend's dice tray is burlier than yours. Than yours. It is pretty yeah. burly. Oh, somebody made a chronicle book. Oh, wow. That's really pretty. Oh, that's me. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the the theming of it. And the um, it's it's uh, I always find the art style for like, yeah. root and oath. To uh, Kyle Farron. Um, I don't know if anachronistic is the right word. Not anachronistic. It's like uh, pop art tokens. It's like a juxtaposition of like very cute like woodland animal art, but then you're talking about but a little bit abstract. It's got yeah. like a little bit of abstractness yeah. in there. Yeah, I feel like it's like a yeah. child's book. But with dark themes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're to go sort for? of red wally, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. In that it's animal creatures fighting with swords and Yeah. 
and whatnot. So I liked playing the game. I think that when Chris brought it over and we did the tutorial, that was really a great way to learn. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm not ever thinking, oh man, I'd love to play Oath this weekend the same way that I think like we played Foundations of Rome. I asked Jimmy to play that game with me every day that week. Uh, we just played Twilight Inscription. I've asked him to play that game with me almost every day this week. Uh, and I think the reason I'm not as into Oath is that the last few rounds end up being a game of takeaway, which mm. can be really fun. Right. But I, I just don't know. It's not scratching an itch for me. Yeah. This, it, like you, especially given the price, this, I think this would be completely different if it was a $60 game with maybe a little less defu- deluxified components. You really have to have, you, you have to know you want this game and know you have a group that are also just as willing to play it and as into it as you are. So I feel like this is a good, like the Gen Con library kind yeah. of game or, or like any con that's got a library like Pax Unplugged or anything like that. Mm-hmm. go try this game out. And then if you're re- like, oh, I really like that. And the people you're playing with like, oh, this is really great then go get it whereas you're not spending $120 for a game to just sit on your shelf mm-hmm. yep. maybe you'll play it once or yeah. you know that sort of thing i think uh, you describing the takeaway thing was a perfect yeah. uh, uh reason for why you I like know, it may, maybe it's just no no not not why i like it why i might not love it um and i i, I realize it's it's kind of simple but it's it's that like purely adversarial like I realize we play other games where you're like, oh, I'm going to get this objective before you do so that you can't get those points. But this feels different. Of like, You do have to be like, directly oh, fighting people. Chris, Jimmy's going to win. Yeah. So we need yeah. to yeah. screw him over. And then yeah. the next round, it's Which, Chris and that's Jimmy. Part like, of the, that's part yeah. of the charm of yeah. the game is I like that little bit of player interaction. Yeah. But that is not that some people are not going to like that. Right. Yeah. So try it out. That's um, a good point. Play it with your group of friends because maybe you'll yeah. be really into it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to play You got to try it with the people yeah. you think are going to like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think for people who like that mechanic, it does very well. It's a very well balanced uh, game of takeaway because you never feel like you're secure in your victory. Right. You've not played Root yet, right? I know I lent it to you, but you We've haven't played, played it. it. We played it. Okay. Uh, we we played it. I feel like this. The, the other thing is this feels like it. It's a very similar niche to yeah. Root. Like, when I would want to play this game, I feel like I'd rather play Root. 100% mm-hmm. agree. That's that's the kind of, like, it's not, it doesn't have the ongoing story beats that this game does, but that kind of, like, there's still that little bit of, of player player interaction bits where it's like, so-and-so's getting toward, you know, yeah. Phillip's getting towards the end, or, you know, Corey's got a victory condition if she holds these three things in the end of her next turn kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like you still get those pieces, but it's in a much more manageable state, at least the base game. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of my, I mean, and it's the same company kind of thing. Um, and with Root, I feel like there's so, in this game, you can be an exile or decide to play as a citizen or decide to play as the chancellor. I feel like those are three different types of, uh, like gameplay you could go for with Root, there's so many different ways that you could yeah. play because there's so many different factions and even within a faction you could play with a different strategy every time. Yeah, and each yeah each faction plays a different way where it's like one game or one faction might be more of uh, this. When I say plays differently, mechanically, yeah. like they, they may be doing different things. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Um, or I guess we we're all kind of on the same page. Granted, we have not put in like lots of time into the game, but yeah. I think that we play enough games that we know what we like. And yeah. We know yeah. what we don't. Not saying it's not a good game. It's great. I just don't think it's for. Yeah, I just said say it's nice what I because what happens a lot of the time is I'll be like, hey, I want to try out this game. Mm-hmm. Cool, I'm gonna leave it here at y'all's house now. <laughs> you played a few times. <laughs> it's great for us too. Yeah, well, yeah. well, like they were mentioned with Twilight Inscription, where uh-huh. it's just just like I invite them to play. I'm like, hey, why don't y'all take it home? <laughs> because yeah. they will get more plays of it in than I will just like by myself or you know with, with getting people together to play. Mm-hmm. So and then well, if you in... want to play more Twilight Inscription, I would like to play it more times. <laughs> that yeah, that 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 is uh that that will be coming up later. Cool. Uh, that and I also have root stuff on the shelf. That that's stuff that's in the stuff I've bought. <laughs> it's on a low, it's on a lower shelf than the all the review stuff. Review stuff. Nice. So uh, I didn't come up with a game show for oh. this, but oh. I, I I thought that we could do some more uh, oh, same, same, same same but different. But different. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Already. We'll do a few but rounds. We're not gonna, yeah, just a, we'll do a, f- a couple rounds. We're not gonna do the uh, uh, we're not gonna do the uh, points. This is just gonna be open forum. Okay. Nice. So uh, here we go. What is something? So that for those of you that have not seen this, what this is is a game where I'm gonna read off two prompts, and uh, we're gonna have to come up with a saying that you can say at both of these scenarios. Uh, so for instance, what's something that you can say on your deathbed? And in a love poem. Uh, let's see here. Um, you take my breath away. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, in the end, I'm all alone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, my heart stops when you leave. <laughs> I'm in love with your mom. all right what is something you can say when complaining to your landlord and while hungover i have i don't know where all my money went (laughs) i i swear i don't know where that hole came from why is my bed wet (laughs) oh no i can't i can't beat that Is that what you say? Or are you saying yeah. you can't? <laughs> All right. Uh, what is what is something that something you can say at your high school graduation <laughs> and to a milf? Well, Mrs. Johnson, I'm 18 now. <laughs> Yeah, I was all just trying to think of like <laughs> some teacher's name and be like, "Hey, what's good?" <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, 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 um. I think I need a timeout. Oh wait, high school graduation. Yeah, high school graduation. High school graduation. And to a milf, I've really achieved something here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on this yeah. one. How about uh, I'm graduating uh, summa cum laude. Summa cum laude. Laude. <laughs> All right. Uh, something you can say while getting a haircut. Okay. <laughs> wow. And during morning sex. Let's keep it short. Hey. That's a good one. Hey. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey. Um, I've got to be back at the office in 20 minutes. <laughs> 
let's trust see me, you're better off bald. <laughs> see something, something tip dark side. Uh, <laughs> you can go to Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick buzz. Oh, uh, there you go, Russell Beetle. I have a four. I have a 4.0. Do you want to summa cum louder? <laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. That's, that's the good. Winner. That's fantastic. <laughs> we know who's gonna win this game. <laughs> All right. Something you can say to your personal trainer, something, something sex. <laughs> something you say to your personal trainer and after getting caught having sex in public. Give me 10 more. I didn't, think, I, more. I didn't think I'd get this sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Stretching. I didn't know I could bend that way. <laughs> there, yeah, there we go. Okay. Just give me a second. I'm, out of, I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> Sorry, officer. I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> Balconies count as our pod. Balcony. Something you could say while getting a spray tan, and while hiding a dead body. <laughs> so, so you sure this is gonna hide uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This is gonna wash out of my hair, right? <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow, you have great skin. <laughs> Not sure about the coverage there. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, there okay, 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 okay. Okay. Wait, did Beetle do another one? Uh, he was talking about rem- remember to close the eyes. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And so then I- he said, "We just want to pump them up." <laughs> I think I think Beetle's got the best one. Got jokes. All right, all right. We'll do. We'll do. You missed a spot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think one more. I think that, okay. and then it'll right. be a good place right. to end the show. Uh, something you can say to a drive-through worker. Okay. And after stepping in dog poop, a non-sex-related one. <laughs> something you say to a drive-through worker, and after stepping in dog poop. Hmm. Always want to be polite to the drive-through yep. workers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- yes. Thank you so yes, much. Yes. Thank you so much for this experience. <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm ruined. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm ruined. I'm ruined. I want to make. I just. I'm. I'm my head. I'm trying to figure out how I can correlate this to a, the McDonald's ice cream machine being down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll never financially recover. From that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, you could be like something, something soft serve. You, you smell something? Do y'all smell something? Y'all smell. Some- <laughs> Ooh, smells great. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Looks like Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah. All right. We got. Yeah, I got one do more. Yeah, one more. Got, something that we actually have. Something Tur- yeah. Turns, turns out not time. having something that that refers to sex is a bad thing. It's hard for us. Oops, oh sorry, God. Sorry. Something you could say while buying Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Mm-hmm. More please. More please. Yes. <laughs> no. And when a sex scene comes on in a movie. Yes. More, please. More, please. <laughs> more please. More please. Earmuffs. Um. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> uh, I like um, the Samoas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of names of Bur- Girl Scout cookies. Do-si- yeah. Oh no! Thin, man, thin man's dosi do. I like the way they dosi do. <laughs> uh, let's see. I need to take a cold shower. <laughs> Wait, I what? Ate what? Because oh, I <laughs> eat too much cookies. I okay, was, I sweat a lot. Now this is something <laughs> right. you could say while buying Girl Scout cookies. Oh. <laughs> That's why I was like, wait a minute. I'm just going to go on this database real quick. Like, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. What did Beetle say? You guys always put these in the right spots, don't you? No. Uh, uh, 
Phil, formerly from High Tide, the, okay. uh, he said, I got kicked out for eating too many brownies. Oh, oh okay. Dark. <laughs> dark i like the, i think the more please is the, the, is, more the more is the correct answer there I was like you guys always put these where you're gonna catch my attention <laughs> <laughs> that's Fair. good that's good i almost missed it <laughs> why's the sex scene on outside of a grocery store <laughs> it's performance art performance art. <laughs> it's a flash mob hey <laughs> But you can't. But you can't film it on iPhone. You can't because it doesn't support Flash. Oh, <laughs> that, was that was same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. <laughs> Come back next week. Or don't. Or I don't. don't. <laughs> All right. If uh, you don't, then me and Chris will just play Twilight Inscription, <laughs> and that works for me. You know, there is there is a thought because I had a thought of we only we do this every other week. I may. I'm, it's something I'm thinking about. Um, where we do the Mondays that we're not recording and do gameplay, like because we're usually right. playing board Film games, game. but but filming it here and right. streaming it here. Yeah. Mm. You know that way there's something always on the channel on Monday, so you don't have to be like, wait, which week is it? Will you make me mac and cheese like uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> like High Tide does? I wonder how filming. No, Twilight but you could pick it up on the way here. That's fair. Yeah. How filming what? Twilight inscription would go. Yeah, there's so many little things to oh, cross yeah. out. We just have to yell about what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, you I'm scratching close... out this section. Yeah. You close up of, of everyone's board, I guess. Just put a GoPro on everyone's face. What yeah, can you, you say when staring at everyone's just every, board? Everyone, <laughs> everyone's got a GoPro strapped to their forehead. forehead. Yeah. Just look at it. Yep. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, Phil says just stream from high tide. <laughs> there we go. That's that's probably easier. I'll do it. Uh, I'm going to say roll that bean footage, but don't hit it there because it's coming through in mono and it'll... Me- well, no. Never mind. The podcast gets down recorded to mono anyways. Hit that beautiful bean footage. There we go. That's been our show, everyone. We want to thank our wonderful guests, Jimmy and Corey. Woo! I exist. Applause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like this show and you want to see more of what we're doing, you got to check out boardsandswords.com slash live. That's got the links and the schedule to all of our streaming channels. All right. Send us feedback. We love it. It eases our ego and lets us know that someone <laughs> out there cares. Uh, email us feedback at boardsandswords.com, facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod, instagram.com slash Chris. I'm not even going to mention Twitter. Uh, <laughs> boardsandswords.com for links to everything else, like our Patreon. Check it out to help support the show. Meanwhile, we'll be back in two weeks with another show. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and most of those risky cards apparently are sex-related. <laughs> Apparently, risky means sex. But also dog poop. So it's either sex or dog poop. Have a good night, everyone. Back to sex. <laughs> and pick up after your dog. As we say at the end of every episode. Every episode. episode. <laughs> Get your cat spayed and Get your cat spayed and neutered. Do you own a lizard? And do what you're supposed to do with those. If anyone, if anyone sees a stingray, it's fight on sight. <laughs> fight on sight. Was oh, it you, know was it you that sent me that TikTok that I was said, like, yeah, I, know, I know you'd be out here trying to be like, oh, that's cute, but I still ain't going to forgive y'all for what no, you did no. to Steve. It's fight on sight for Steve, man. How does one fight a stingray? You punch it. You punch it? 
From the bottom or the top? You yes. take it out of water? You take it out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not, have you ever seen their, their little mouths on the bottom? They smile. Bom, bom, bom. That was the that was the video. That was they the look video. all. Yeah. It's like, like them feeding, feeding one. Them. Yeah. Like, no, it's fight on sight. I know what you did. 